Hello and welcome to the Flow Coach and Mini Podcast with me, Chris Randall. In these podcasts, I'm going to share bite-sized portions of the coaching that I deliver to my clients. I'm also going to share what I know about leadership development, career coaching, business strategy and facilitation. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so please do get in touch with me with your feedback and any questions or topics you'd like me to address. The links to get in touch with me should all be shared in the podcast details, and I'll do my best to answer your questions in future episodes. I look forward to hearing from you. So in today's um, podcast, I'm going to talk about imposter syndrome, how it works against us, and learning the secret of why super successful leaders aren't necessarily so affected by it. Um, so first of all, yeah, I've noticed the theme of imposter syndrome has been coming up a lot uh, recently in client meetings, chats on Clubhouse, other social media sites. Um, so I wanted to have a, have a chat with you about it. What is imposter sy- syndrome? Well, in a nutshell, it's a, it's a feeling of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to be successful. Or who am I to think I'm going to make a success of this? Or I'm not going to have a clue how to do the work if I get the job. Put simply, imposter syndrome is I don't believe in myself. It's, so it's, it's a limiting story. It's a limiting self-belief. And it's, it's a little voice inside that just won't go away. Well, who does it affect? Everyone. Everyone that I know of, anyway. Um, so it inflect, it'll affect the self-employed, freelancers, consultants, and entrepreneurs especially. The, 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 these group of people are especially impacted. Why? Because there's no hiding place. Because as entrepreneurs and freelancers, we're often on our own. So there's no support and no one to share the experience with. It's the old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. It makes it a lot easier to deal with. But it's also those in larger organisations that, that can be affected. I mean, how many salespeople struggle to close the sale? More than would like to admit. And that's the reason why entire industries of sales training are built on the back of that. But it's also the managers and executive leaders. Everyone can be affected by this. How can it affect us? Well, often what we do is we bury this limiting narrative deep down inside ourselves and pretend it doesn't exist. Now, if we do this really well, we can even become no longer aware it's even affecting us in the first place. I mean, who the hell wants to share that they're feeling not good enough or I don't believe in myself with, 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 anyone, around, with anyone around yourself, it's especially with colleagues? It's, it's seen as failure by many organisational cultures, especially those with a competitive culture. So, I mean, just think of the, of the industries and sectors of advertising, finance and business services, investment banks, construction, property management. It, those cultures of those sectors are not aligned to somebody saying, actually, you know, I'm really struggling to believe that I'm good enough. It's really tough in those sectors, especially... Denying that this part of ourself exists, this makes it incredibly challenging to move on from it. Most strategies for dealing with these limiting beliefs or these stories that we, that we maybe tell ourselves are about telling the voice inside that's saying, you're not good enough, you're never going to make it work, it's never going to work out for you. They're about telling that voice inside to shut up or to tell it, I'm not listening to you anymore. Well, 
Think about it this way. Do you like to be told to shut up? Has there ever been a moment in your life you think, oh, I really enjoy being told to shut up? And what happens if we are told to shut up? Well, many people can become passive-aggressive. I know I have in the past around being told to shut up, especially if the person telling me to shut up is in a position of authority, which is the position I'm in if I'm telling myself to shut up. So how do I know if I've buried um, this this belief, this this limiting story, uh, this imposter part of me? How do I know if I've buried this part of me? Um, Well, looking at behaviour tells us if it is buried. Here's just a few examples. Um, It can come out in a a very too much way. Uh, Tyrannical behaviour. It's my way or the highway. Being self-obsessed. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. Uh, Paranoia. And being paranoid, are they they trying to steal my clients? Is somebody trying to steal my know-how, rip me off, take my job? Um, What's known as peacocking. Look at me, look how amazing I am, notice me. Entitlement, you don't get it because you're not on the same level as me. Talking over people, I'm right, I don't need to listen to you because I'm the one who's right, so why on earth would I listen to you? Power mad, I must have control over everything. From the aircon in the office to what you do, where you do it, and how you do it. And being incredibly sensitive and prickly to criticism, to such an extent that open and honest feedback amounts to a feeling that you have betrayed me. Um, Behaviours that tell us that, that we've buried this part can also come out in the too little side of things. Um, self-sabotage. Removing the opportunity before having a chance to mess it up. Procrastination. Doing anything to avoid having to confirm I'm no good. Blaming others. Well, if it wasn't for insert name of person, or if it wasn't for insert the event, then I would have given it a go. Or I'll support your leadership and your career ahead of my own, just so I never have to put myself in a position of testing if I can be a success. Or needing constant reassurance and actually preferring and prioritising getting reassurance than getting the satisfaction of completing any work. And maybe also feeling full of anxiety when it comes to speaking up and saying what I believe is really true. So some of those may have resonated. That's just some examples. As I said, some of those you may be familiar with, um, or maybe quite a few, or maybe you notice these behaviours in someone else, maybe a co-worker or your manager or your boss or friends or family. What can we do about it? Especially if I'm saying that the strategy is forgetting the voice telling me, you're not good enough to shut up or stop. What can we do about it if those strategies don't work? Well, here's the secret that many people don't realise. Most super successful people and super successful leaders also have this voice. They can hear it just the same as me or you. They just learn to be okay with hearing the message. They don't tell the voice to shut up. They welcome it and have learnt from it. They've gone back, psychologically speaking, to where and when the voice first started speaking to them, to when the limiting belief first began, and they made peace with whatever made it start in the first place. 
By doing this, they create sustainable long-term change for the better, for the way they operate. That part of us, this um, this, this self-sabotaging um, imposter syndrome part of us, it isn't trying to harm us as much as we think it might be. It isn't trying to harm us. It just hasn't moved on from the event maybe years and years ago that created it in the first place. I can't change my past, but what I can do is change how I respond to what happened in my past. And that's the key. So how do we depower these limiting beliefs about ourselves? Well, to do that, I need to be able to let that part of me, the part that believes that I'm an imposter, know that I'm totally okay now with whatever created that part of me in the first place. So just one example, because there are many, many scenarios but just one example, maybe it was because I had incredibly demanding parents that I grew up believing whatever I did was never good enough. Well now, instead of shouting back at that part of me with affirmations or just do it or get over yourself or I'm not listening to you anymore, all of which might work short term but never really create lasting change, now I've acknowledged that this part of me exists. I've learned ways it needs to be supported and practice working with that part of me going forward instead of against it. This, and because the voice inside has been seen and heard, means it doesn't need to shout at me anymore. It works just the same as if it was in person. If instead of telling me to shut up and ignoring me, you showed me you could see I had something to say, made time for me to speak with you, listened to me and supported me with what I needed. Because it was the shouting, not the existence of the part itself, that was creating unconsciously the unhealthy behaviours, the ones I spoke about before, like being self-obsessed, self-sabotaging or having overwhelming anxiety. Please do get in touch if you've experienced anything of what I've been talking about today or if you have any questions or feedback you'd like to share. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time on another episode of the Flow Coacher podcast.